Alrighty, guys, welcome to uh, my first podcast. This is On the High Life with Holden, and today I have the Lit and Lucid podcast with me today, and we're going to be discussing our experiences with cannabis and relationships and how that dynamic works and helps benefit your relationship and your life and everything. So what's up, you guys? How you doing? Hi, thanks for having us. What's up, Holden? For sure. <laughs> Happy Nothing to be much. on the show, man. For sure, man. Appreciate it, you guys. But um, yeah, so I basically just wanted to get and since you guys are a couple, I thought it was perfect to have you guys on to uh, talk about it. So maybe just tell me a little bit about y'all's guys' relationship, how you guys met maybe, and how cannabis kind of came into your relationship. Like, was it there immediately, or did you kind of just wean into it once you guys started talking or stuff like that? Yeah, so uh, we met at a cannabis event, actually, in Pueblo, okay, Colorado. Cool. Yeah, so I actually went up to Jared's booth um, at the event and he was actually busy with somebody and I um, I teach cannabis yoga classes so I was looking for oh, like nice. um, like an organic um, friendly farm that I could source my cannabis for for my classes and right. so I see this company Los Sueños Farms like over in the corner and I'm like alright I'm gonna go <laughs> talk to them and I talked to the lady and whatever, it was fine. And um, yeah. she was just like, oh, you need to talk to Jared. And I was like, okay, cool, whatever. And so Jared was busy. And so then, then what happened? Well, well uh, my lovely uh, employee assistant, she came and found me and said, hey, there's a sweet lady you need to talk to. And I was like, oh, okay. So then I went over there and briefly uh, me and Lucy started talking and you know I was like at that time I was super professional like super into like what she had to say and all about it and <laughs> right kind of like oblivious to like ever thinking about like a relationship honestly um but it wasn't until later that my assistant was like well I knew you guys were a, probably a pretty good match that's why I set you up and it was funny like looking back that nice. you know she started the whole thing and it was super cool and to see like how our whole relationship has evolved from that point has been pretty cool because Right. From like the start, it was like super professional. Like, what do you do? This is what I do. And yeah, we even laughed. We went back one day and looked at our email <laughs> communications when we first started. They were it was ridiculous. hilarious. <laughs> yeah, they were pretty good. But and then it was weird. So like, we would just like randomly communicate via email on like I don't know whatever mm. we were bullshitting each other about, like pretending right. it was business. I think um, we just started like getting coffee randomly. And Jared, we because uh, I'm from Pueblo and that's where he was working at the time. So that's my hometown. And um, we, we went out for coffee and he's like, oh, well, I want to start a podcast. And I was already blogging through Green Love Denver. And I was like, oh, well, it's okay. basically like a podcast and like a blog, same diff. Like we're just right. going to record it. And I was like, well, I'm down. Like, let's do it. I don't have anything better to do. And I remember yeah. I like text him like a couple days later, like, yo, when are we starting that podcast? <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> and then that's really how it all started was the podcast and I mean really uh, I mean cannabis because they answer like your question first of all yeah cannabis was absolutely the 100% reason we got together right, yeah. sure. really avoid that without cannabis there's no us without a doubt but then the podcast I think is what actually like created that bond it was kind of beyond just the cannabis it was well cannabis and the podcast right. I guess mm -hmm. but that's what brought us together and uh, I mean the rest is kind of history after that <laughs> nice I think, no, that's really cool. Yeah, I think cannabis is a really good like icebreaker too. You know, a lot yeah. of people go out and have drinks, so for you know some people, drinking is not their forte. So it's kind of nice to kind of you know break the ice with a joint or something, and everybody kind of you know just mellows out a little bit. So I think it's definitely helpful for that. 
Yeah, for sure, because that's definitely how it is here, like in South Carolina, since we can only use CBD legally and everything. It's more so like you have to go out to the bars and drink to like socialize with other people and kind of have that connection. So like it's not I can see like how with cannabis that would be even more so just because it's not as like intoxicating really it kind of opens your mind more so than dumbing it down and like slowing you down too right absolutely yeah and i think that's what's funny is our reaction when we first met each other and how we acted is kind of kind of cannabis in a way too that it's like you present like your true self and on cannabis that's really what it does like brings out your true self so you can't be drunk at a bar and bullshit some chick into coming home with you or or, you know, getting her number or something like that. Like, cannabis, you have to right. be yourself. And mm-hmm. maybe that's, like, a cool, unique and, like, safe aspect of cannabis, I guess, is that, you know, it offers that. Right, yeah, that is true. It, yeah, very much so, like, allows you to, like, open up more and, like, be more honest with somebody, especially meeting them the first time. Mm-hmm. And I think it also really helps with, like, your self-confidence, I guess, because with alcohol, it for, in some cases, it definitely is self-confidence, but at the same time, it's more so cockiness yeah. than True, self-confidence. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But with cannabis, it's more so like, okay, I can do this. I believe in myself. Right. And yeah. it kind of just pushes you to be more like socialized Absolutely. with other people. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I'm a bit of a more like a nerdy type too. So even like a bar was always like an awkward place for me because you know, if it didn't have bar games or something for me to do, I didn't really care to go. Or right. I'd go dance and, like, make an ass of myself dancing or something. Uh, so the bar was, like, really never my thing and drinking never my thing. But then there was never any outlets for cannabis, I guess, until now. And even now there's not a lot. But I could see how right. cannabis would be cool because cannabis would open the door to, you know, talking about, like, space or something. Mm-hmm. Or, uh, you know, do you like to go on hikes and, like, think about life or something? You know, things that are not, like, right. your typical conversation at a bar. Right. Yeah, it's definitely a lot more in-depth thought and, like, a lot deeper, like, conversation and connection that you can have with somebody rather than just getting drunk and, like, stumbling over your words and acting like an idiot and, like, not even making any sense of the sentences that you're saying. Absolutely. Like, if you look at... I, we always kind of, you know, like with our cannabis yoga classes, like you see all these like very civilized people like yumming together right. and like smoking joints and like acting appropriately and, you know, like really right. looking for like mind body health and like it's a full holistic thing. And you don't really see that with, you know, alcohol and other things. So definitely yeah. cannabis allows us that outlet for sure. Yeah, no, for sure. But, um, Especially, like, with the friendships aspect, like you're saying, because I feel like with your, the yoga class, I'm guessing, like, the classmates talk and socialize together and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So they definitely build friendships with that. Um, right. It's a very so I guess my experience. Yeah, for sure. Um, I guess my question would be, like, how – what's a time that, like – I guess when you were younger – like in your teenage years like was there ever a time or did you start smoking cannabis around that time or was it more so later in your adult life that it was where you started like socializing with people and using that as a aspect to make friends I guess and socialize um so for me I would say that I was pretty much anti-social as much when I first started smoking I would have like a couple of friends and we were just like the typical stoners who just like sit around and laugh and eat a bunch of food and like pass out so I don't know like how like in-depth those relationships really were um and then when I was smoking most of the time I was a lot of the time by myself um I was working out of state 
but recently, I think in the last year, once I started Green Love Denver, it's definitely become a very much more social aspect. Uh, we're going yeah. to events and networking things surrounded by cannabis all the time. So I definitely think now it's very much so, you know, socially focused. I agree. Yeah. I mean, I didn't start smoking cannabis till later in my life. And even though it was like in a college setting where like Lucy said, I mean, you're just kind of like chilling, smoking cannabis and um right doing that but i mean we still i still have the same friends i did then you know we still hang out occasionally and uh, i say so i mean it was definitely like a better friendship than any of the friends i guess that i went to the bar with i'm not really friends with the people i drink with anymore so that's a little bit (laughs) right but then i feel like my bonds with the friends that i smoked with were much stronger in that opinion um and lucy's the first girlfriend i've ever had where i really like shared a you know a connection smoking with and uh that's you know been wonderful and um, like Lucy said, I think now, you know, definitely the events and the, and the crowd you surround yourself with, it's probably the first time in our lives we've ever experienced that because it is so new and it's so open now that it's still changing. So it's even right. hard to like judge now compared to like, what about a year from now? Is it going to broaden and, right. you know, change our, our experience at that time too? Or, or what's it going to be like? It's, it's continually evolving, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a good point, especially with all the new things that they're coming out with like all the new different products and everything that are coming out and the new, like, I guess like lounges and things like that be becoming more popular and actually having like a bar, almost a bar type setting for cannabis users to be able to come together and socialize for like sure. in a bar setting. And from what I've learned and researched, I guess you guys have some of those, but not really as many as there should be, or you would want to be, I guess. Very true. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, Lucy could probably talk on a little bit more, but, Almost, I mean, it's non-existent almost at this point. Really? Yeah, so I mean, there's like a couple of private clubs, but they're all private memberships. What we envision is kind of what you're talking about. Like, just like a bar would be. Like, you have to be 21 and up, go inside, and it's like a smoking lounge. You could sit there, chill, and smoke some weed with your friends. No yeah, almost deal. like a hookah bar type right. setting. Almost. Totally, yeah. And so right now they have like, you can like vaporize in places or like eat edibles. But like to okay. me, I feel like that's besides the point. Like, yeah, yeah. That, it takes, really it takes a while to kick in anyway. So you're just going to be sitting there waiting. Right. And I'll be so. passed out on the couch by then. Yeah. So not a good look. <laughs> Um, so yeah, like I, it's not there yet for sure. And like Jared was saying, I think you made a good point about like right now, this seems like normal to us, but like you said, maybe in a year when maybe if there is, you know, social clubs or something that might be the new social norm. Like we have no idea where this is going to go. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, one thing that I think about is that, you know, from this, there's going to be a lot of new users too, and a lot of, a lot of new ways to consume and people that, you know, don't want to consume in public. Um, right. For you know, if they're gonna they're like a user of topicals, not like they're gonna go to a you know, cannabis yeah. bar to use topicals, you know. Right. Um, or somebody who uses it medicinally and they take a pill, you know, if that's their preferred method, they're gonna go sit at the right. cannabis bar and use the pill. And like me, you know, you know, I still get paranoid sometimes when I smoke. I'm not gonna lie. So yeah. sometimes I'm not gonna want to be out in public right. and smoke some super mm-hmm. heady strain and and be kind right. of staring at everybody and you know eyes like you know the size of melons mm-hmm. or something. You know, I want to be in the comfort of my own home where I can chill on the sofa and, like, take it all in. And, and yeah, enjoy times, it, like, watch some Netflix, you know, yeah, just relax. Exactly, yeah, kind of take it in and have my own experience. But um, I do think having, like, a group of friends over time definitely changes that. And it, you know, it changes the dynamic, too, where, you know, your comfort level changes. For sure. I was trying to think about, like, with not so friendships, but more so, like, parental relationships, I guess, 
like on another whole level because especially like the whole parent stigma has always been a big thing in the cannabis community like because there are generations behind us and back then it was very much so more frowned upon yeah than now do you guys have a good like relationship with your parents and like i guess correspondence with cannabis or is it kind of separate or how do you guys yeah evaluate that For sure. Um, I'm very fortunate to have a really good relationship with both of my parents um, and my cannabis consumption and kind of what I do. Um, You know, it's difficult for maybe the rest of the family to kind of accept kind of where we're at. But the immediate family is super, you know, accepting of it. Um, My mom does struggle. She talks about this all the time. We wanted to have her on the show, actually, to like talk about it. She she struggles because like she wants to be super supportive of me and sees me as like a successful individual and like knows that I'm doing good. But then she also doesn't want to be that mom. It's like, oh, yeah, like I'm supporting my daughter and her cannabis like activities. Like, you know what I mean? So like she really struggles with that. Like, I think just like, you know, what other people see and think and say. Um, so that's always going to be an issue for sure. Um, I'm pretty sure my dad doesn't walk around like tell people what I do either. <laughs> so, right. you know, I, they're accepting because I am who I am. But I don't think that it's something that, you know, they're just like vocally, you know, have out there. And right. even like the other day, um, I saw my mom, she had just got a new job. And I saw that she had a, my pop socket on the back of her phone and it has like a weed leaf on it. <laughs> And I was like, mom, I was like, mom, are you going to just have that at your new job? And she's like, well, yeah, like it's your company. And I'm like, well, but I don't want them to like drug test you all random or something. I was like, that is not good. But like she was cool with it. But like that was something that I thought of that could be a concern. I'm like, well, I don't want to like jeopardize her job because of my habits. So, you know, I, I mean, I think it's good for sure. And I think your parents are also pretty accepting. Yeah, my parents are pretty open to it. I mean. It definitely came through years of, you know, I guess, showing them that I have good intentions with it and showing them a different side of me to make them trust and accept it, I guess. I mean, when I first did it, totally against it. Um, And I mean, rightfully so. It was still, you know, I mean, at the time, I guess, when they kind of were privy to, like, me using cannabis, I guess, was when I started, like, researching it at the college and uh, let them know that, you know, that was my intended route to pursue was the cannabis industry. And so it took, you know, many years for them to see that, you know, there's definitely benefits of the cannabis industry and all the stigmas they may have heard, you know, were not all true. And, you know, I'm not going to sit here and proclaim, you know, cannabis is some, you know, miracle drug because it's not. It still has downfalls. But what I think I've convinced them over time is that the net positive is always, you know, there. That there's always, you know, probably more benefits than negatives to cannabis. And as long as I'm mindful of the negatives and maybe trying to, you know, help, you know, lessen some of those negatives that I think... You know, they're going to be, always be open to it and open to me, you know, living, I guess, in this industry or, or consuming cannabis for my, you know, intended intentions and all that. Mm-hmm. Right. And that definitely, like, brings me into my next point with, like, it being very much a subjective, like, chemically, like, with your mind chemistry, I guess. Like, it's very different for everybody else. So the ne- the positives that you have may be a negative to somebody else that uses it. So... Like, people saying it's a miracle drug, yes, it is for a lot of people, but there's still people out there that do, like, have had issues with using cannabis before. Mm-hmm. So what's your guys' view on, like, the men- like the mental chemistry of it, like, and the mental relationship between, like, the, I guess, the chemical the- in the plants that help you and also, like, harm you, I guess? Mm-hmm. 
Um, well, I'm really glad you said all of that. Like, that's so great to hear from somebody coming into from a state that's not legalized, because that's exactly what we're trying to make people aware of, you know, that right. each strain is not the same for everybody. And it's for really, sure. you know, a very personal experience. And you do have to trial and error it and figure out, you know, what works for you and what doesn't. So that is so like amazing that you're like a totally educated consumer. Love that. Um, oh, yeah. But yeah, like the same. I mean, so for us, I think you were kind of asking, you know, like how cannabis like affects us like in our relationship and like we'll, we'll you know, use cannabis for different reasons. Like so we'll be, right. you know, getting off of work and we kind of just like need to take the edge off. So, you know, we'll smoke a little bit and, you know, chill out and that'll help us feel right. better then. Or, you know, later at night when we're like trying to chill and go to bed, we'll use it for that. So I think that we have definitely various modes in which we use it and um, their effectiveness varies, I would say, for sure. Um, right. what do you think? Oh, what was, were you wanting like more of like an in-depth question with brain chemistry or, I mean, I'm, um, like, I'm like thinking like my neuroscience backgrounds like fire. I mean, right it's now. definitely like, up to you. Far, I definitely or? do. I definitely do love the actual like chemistry of the mind, like being affected by cannabis. But I mean, you can go either way, whichever you're feeling like. <laughs> oh, cause I don't know the other way is probably way too in-depth, but I think can't. And I, it, I'll just go down it because it's cool. It's a, like a different perspective, but cannabis, you have to keep in mind, like at its core sense, like what does cannabis do in like a, a medical perspective in a very broad sense, it's, it's called what's called neuroplasticity. And yeah. uh, what that means is it allows you to kind of reopen brain connections, rewire the brain and kind of find ways around, you know, certain hard points in the brain. But what you have to keep in mind is that um, your habits that if you have bad habits it's going to allow your habits to be built negatively over time when you're using cannabis so you know you brought up the positive and the negative there's still folks that, who can develop extreme negative habits on cannabis yeah. but it's not necessarily because of cannabis at the core root of it it's because that an individual chooses to reinforce their their habits over and over again negatively so maybe that's right. you know bad habits maybe overeating being a stoner being lazy Maybe it's negative habits of, you know, thinking where they're thinking negatively and starting to develop some type of like uh, paranoia or, you know, schizophrenia type of symptoms. Um, but on the other side, there's, you know, the positives too, that that's what it is. It's a neuroplasticity, you know, inducing drug to where somebody with negative habits at the same time can take cannabis, break out of those, you know, negative loops we have throughout the day that tell us, you know, we're stressed out or life's tough or we're anxious about different things that help us breaks out of that, break out of those loops and, and have like a better sense and you know a better quality of life and at the same time it helps us break out of even more long-term loops if you recognize them and if you take steps to change them such as you know long-term like negative self-thinking like i can't achieve things or i can't do that or i can't date right. that person or i can't be a happy person or i can't have a relationship with my parents or i can't pay my bills or pay off my student loans i mean there's all these negative things we tell ourselves throughout the day that can all be changed with cannabis because it's just your brain that gets in the way of the neurochemistry and right so that's the the rabbit hole <laughs> <laughs> for sure i so definitely I, I definitely tried hanging on there but i definitely get what you were saying <laughs> for the most part but um i kind of wanted to end it off just asking you guys a few personal questions really just about your experience with cannabis and kind of uh get to know you guys better with your cannabis knowledge and everything but um when did you guys start using cannabis? Um, I started using cannabis back in 2011 when I was finishing up school. 
And then I actually moved out to Washington, D.C., and I was working out there for a while. And um, I wasn't 21 yet, so I didn't really have any friends or, like, any resources right. to do anything. Uh, so I was just smoking a lot of weed back then. Um, that's also right. when I stumbled upon yoga. So I started doing a lot of yoga um, and, you know, consuming cannabis. And then I ended up moving back to Colorado, and I realized um, – I went back to school to uh, work on like environmental policy. So I was really focused on like non-GMO okay. and sustainability and things nice. like that. Yeah. And um, I don't know, for some reason, you know, cannabis was like the constant in my life. It, it really never went away. And I realized, you know, those like types of issues were similarly drawn in the cannabis community. Right. And I started um, going to just various events, Women Grow events in like 2013, 2014, and then from there, I mean, it just kind of was always just in my life and around. And I decided to start Green Love Denver last year, focusing more on like a healthy lifestyle and educating people, you know, that we are, you know, this modern day stoner and, you know, we're very successful people and healthy and can continue with our lives and still smoke weed. Right. Uh, so that's kind of where my cannabis path started and went. I think it's very helpful for me. I'm more of like a type A personality where I just like super go, 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 go. Right. Right. And I found that cannabis allows me to chill out a little bit and calm down and just be more in the present and enjoy life for what it is. Right. Um, I also think that I don't, you know, take any medicines and we don't hardly drink alcohol. So it's definitely, you know, what I do to kind of, you know, just chill out and enjoy myself or, you know, aid a stomach ache or a headache or an achy back. Right. Uh, cannabis is kind of my go to for most of those things. I like to take, you know, CBD when I'm like anxious. I think that's helpful as well. So it's definitely my go-to and I've noticed the benefits. So I just try to make sure, you know, other people understand that as well and, you know, get those tidbits from it that they need and utilize the plant to their best ability. For sure. That's awesome. And um, what about you, man? When did you start actually, or I guess when did cannabis become a bigger a bigger part in your life, I guess. Cause you said you didn't start smoking until your college days earlier. So I guess when did yeah. it become like actually a full on like force in your life that where it was a major like part of you? For sure. I think, um, it was definitely more in probably 2014. Um, and that was after, you know, college was crazy for me. There was a ton of different stressors that happened during college and losing some family members and other things in the family that, you know, are right. a lot to kind of compensate with, I guess. And I'd yeah. always been, you know, accustomed to getting straight A's all throughout, you know, my school and career to start, you know, failing classes and having things disrupted. It, like, really kind of screwed me up. And finally went and seen a doctor, and they diagnosed me with uh, ADHD and said I've probably had it, you know, ever since I was a child. But right. I did very similar ways to Lucy. I just put all that energy of hyperactivity into, like, doing things. And so I was always doing something, always trying to be, like, right. a high achiever and stuff. And so always going, going, going never really letting the brain stop. Uh, well, when you get older, that gets kind of old sometimes. And those, like I said earlier, you know, you have those negative loops in your head and that's what happens with ADHDs. You just, you know, perpetuate things and uh, stress yourself out and just create this never ending thing. So went to the doctor, they diagnosed me, they put me on some, well, I can't say one thing. They put me on like three or four different things, trying to find some type of like pharmaceutical drug that's going to work for me. And they were all terrible. Uh, I remember many times, you know, they'd start me on a new one and I'd call my mom a few nights later and like my body would be completely out of whack. I'd be, I don't even want to describe some of the stuff. It was just like bad stuff. And it's like, how can a pharmaceutical right. drug make you feel this way when like three hours For ago sure. I was totally fine? Like I'm better off without these things and taking them. Yeah. 
And then I'd go back and tell my doctor, and she'd be like, oh, honey, you're fine. You know, this medication takes two weeks to, to sink into your body, blah, blah, blah. Right. I didn't really trust it, so I started just looking yeah. stuff up on my own. And I finally found some, some different things through my own research that I realized were, like, you know, not going to harm me that much and were low dose and could get me by to where I wasn't completely screwed up on a pharmaceutical drug and still, like, find some type of, like, comfort in, or something that kind of helps me move forward. And uh, still wasn't perfect, so I always kind of kept searching, searching, searching. Um, and it was during that time that I ended up actually changing my major and started focusing more on like pharmacology and understanding the brain and understanding how it kind of works. And uh, through the whole travels, ended up discovering cannabis and discovering you know cannabis in certain ways allows neuroplasticity and can alleviate stress and anxiety and ADHD and all these other things that I was uh, encountering. And, it wasn't after, you know, I mean, it still took me a while to try to incorporate cannabis in my life and find like a right dosage that worked and uh, recognizing different things with cannabis. Like, hey, if I smoke, you know, something like a diesel or something like that, it's probably going to like make me all paranoid. And or if I smoke something that's more on like an indica side, it's going to make me fall asleep really fast. So here are the strains right. that work well for me. Here are the times where I can use that work well for me, things like that. And eventually plug cannabis into where now I don't have any of the negative effects of the pharmaceutical drugs. And I have, you know, all of the positive effects of the cannabis, I guess. And I, right. it's just taken time for me to self-regulate, self-titrate to find the right thing. But now I can say I live a very productive lifestyle and, you know, happily incorporate cannabis as a lifestyle enhancement. And I don't have, you know, have to go to the doctor for anything, be put on any kind of crazy medications that are going to change me. And I could be myself, probably be more, you know, an even more true version of myself than I could be, you know, even before. So, yeah, that's how yeah, it all came about. That's that's awesome. That's um really cool that you guys actually. It's great to see other people just be able to like actually be productive and like do something because of the stigma of like, like just a lazy stoner. Like it's definitely awesome that there's still people trying to prove like, hey, we're not not lazy. Like we can still do everything and even more sometimes than half the other people can right. because it's what helps us motivate and gets us going. Absolutely. And I just think that's so crazy and so cool. Yeah, it's awesome. For sure, yeah. I mean, um, it's great to beat the stigma. <laughs> right. <laughs> but um, I also wanted to ask you guys, what's your favorite type of consumption? I mean, are you guys more of just a, a regular flower type of people, concentrates, uh, tinctures, edibles? Like, what's your, I guess, hands on that? Um, our go-to would definitely be flour. Uh, we're we're okay. joint people, so mm -hmm. definitely a joint or two. <laughs> Still can't right. beat the like the old school traditional. I mean, smoke a joint or something. Right. I mean, that's like where you talk about experience. It's just nice to like physically sit down after a long day and like smoke a joint. Right. I mean, it's literally yeah, just chill. Never gonna lose its appeal. I can tell you that. <laughs> I'll probably be eighty yeah. and still chill after a long day and smoke a joint and Perceive, live my life. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, me personally, I uh, you know the only other thing I really use it. Uh, is like edibles occasionally, you know, if I know I want to get a good night's sleep or um, want to rest, I'll just take an edible. And um, that's usually like my preferred method because, you know, you get eight good hours of sleep and your whole day is, you know, glorious the next day. So Exactly. Yeah, you eat an edible and then you sleep for eight to ten hours. You wake up and you feel like a whole new human being. It's awesome. Exactly. <laughs> it's pretty but, great. Uh, salves are also really good too, especially for people living in non-legal states. Like utilizing a salve is an A-plus way to go for sure. 
I'm like addicted. Yeah. I put them on like morning, noon, and night, like daily, right. hourly. <laughs> they're in my purse. They're in the car. Oh wow! Yeah, I'm super into that. <laughs> awesome thank you guys so much for being on the podcast and helping me with everything it's been so great sitting here and talking with you guys yeah for sure thanks for reaching out we were super stoked when you messaged us Absolutely. yeah yeah now we've got a podcast a couple weeks later so this is uh this is fun and don't ever you know hesitate to reach out yeah for sure thank you guys so much and thank you to everybody that's been listening my first podcast i'm super excited to definitely do more of these i want to be able to do them weekly we're going to see how it goes starting out but i definitely want to try and get one going weekly and make sure to go check out lit and lucid podcast i'm gonna put their link on in the description i guess of the podcast i'm still trying to learn everything with the podcast and anchor and everything but once i figure that out i'll put y'all's information down in there and uh thank you guys for watching and thank you guys lit and lucid for being here Absolutely. Yeah, for sure. Thank you for having us. No problem. Alrighty, you guys. I just wanted to add in a quick little clip at the end, just telling everybody thank you so much for listening to my first episode of On the High Life with Holden, and also a big thank you to Lit and Lucid Podcast. You guys were so awesome. It was such a great time talking with you guys before and after and during the whole process and everything you've done to help me has been amazing and i'm just so grateful for it and i cannot wait to do more episodes with you guys in the future and also do more episodes just in general so make sure you guys follow this podcast on either anchor or any of the other major platforms it's on spotify apple music um any of the all main podcast websites and then also follow my instagram on the high life with Holden. And also there is a WeTube channel that I'm starting that is going to be videos of me just using different products and different types of cannabis and pretty much just showing you how it affects me and all that kind of stuff. So if you guys want to see some cool shit like that, uh, go follow that page on theweetube.com slash Holden on the high life. I'm pretty sure that's what it is. I don't think I've changed it yet. But um, yeah, make sure you guys go check that out. I'm going to get out of here. So hope you guys enjoyed. Stay high and I'll see you guys later. Peace.